Right. Good evening. Baruch Hashem, we're ready to uh, learn the final blot of Masecha Sukkah, Sukkah Daf Nun Vav. We'll be starting at the Mishnah toward the bottom of Daf Nun Hey Amud Beis. Um, I will start out um, with a tremendous Akara Satov to Akadosh Baruch Hu for this amazing Chabura of people to learn with on a regular uh, on a regular schedule. Uh, we have been uh, doing this for a very long time so far, or not quite at two years. Where what is it? We started in. January, so we're at a year and 10 months, eight months, nine months. It's a lot for Hashem. We've had the opportunity to learn hundreds and hundreds of lot together. We're finishing our seventh Masechta, which is a big accomplishment. So thank you to Akadosh Baruch Hu for uh, the opportunity to be here to learn, uh, to learn Torah with you. And of course, to my wife, who uh, does bedtime every night when I leave, uh, gracefully, I might add. Um, and uh, some of my children help out a lot, and I'm appreciative to them as well. Um, and uh, Baruch Hashem. Let's dig in. Uh, we have a lot of meat at the back. We have, uh, we have a lot to get to in addition to the Gemara. So uh, let's get started. The Mishnah opens on, toward the bottom of Nun Hayamid Beis. Bishlosha Prakim Bishana, three times over the course of the year, Hayukol Mishmaros Shavos Be'emuri Harigalim. There are three times a year where all of the extra parts of the, of the Korbanos. Uh, that they, they all get together on those days of the regalim for those three times a year. And they would share in the extras of the animals on those days, the emurim, famous language. We're going to pick off of this language in a minute because something's wrong with our Mishnah, as we'll soon see. And as well, not only was it true by the chiluk of the, of the, by the emurim regalim, but as well, when it came to the lechem apanim as well, that too was doled out equally to all of the groups. On Shavuos, Omer Lo, the Kohen who was giving out the Lechem Aponim, would say, Hey Lech Matzah, here's a little bit of Matzah for you. Hey Lech Hametz, here's a little bit of bread for you. Very well. Now, uh, that doesn't mean that the people who actually had that day didn't have one leg up, because they did. Mishmar Shezmano Kavua. If, in fact, you were part of the Mishmar, for which that was really your time, that was really your day, then you had the following coming to you. You would then bring the Tmidim, you'd bring all the Korbanos Nedarimunadavos, and you'd bring this vague language of Sha'ar Korbanos Sibor. We have to see what that is. What Korbanos are you referring to? What's the vague language? And then, as well, another even more ambiguous language, Umakriv Es Hakol. What does that even mean? So we'll have to see what that means in the Gemara. The Gemara opens five lines from the bottom with a question. You just said that everyone was Shaveh on the Shalash Regalim in regards to the uh, in regards to dispersing the Emure Haragalim. But the Gemara says Emure Haragalim, the extras that go on the fire after Karbanos, you can't eat that. Shel Ninhu, that belongs to Kodesh Baruch, that gets burned up. You can't eat that. So how can you say that they were given out Shavah B'Shavah divided by 24? All of the different Mishmaros could take, says the Gemara. You're right. And now we have to touch the language of Emurim. Normally, we treat Emurim as pieces of Korban. Here, says the Gemara, It's what the Psukim say about it. We're not talking about the Emurim. We're talking about the Korbanos that are halachically required, that are Amar, that are stated in the Torah. So instead of looking at the word of Emurim as a halachic terminology for animal parts, it's Amur, that which was stated in the Torah, different language altogether. Taner Rabbanan, four lines from the bottom. The Gemara here, quoting a Brisa, wants to know where we got our fundamental din from, that everyone was Shaveh on the Regalim, that all 24 of the Mishmaros were able to, in equal, share in the benefits of the Beis HaMikdash on these days. From where do we know that all 24 of the Mishmaros were given in equal on these days of the Regalim? Talmud Lomar, because the Pasuk says, You can come whenever you want. Whenever you want is fine. And you can serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Okay, so that's 
that's the Pasuk that teaches us by the Regal. Asks the Gemara, Yochel, maybe I would say, Maybe I would have said that on any other day of the year, I could also show up as a Kohen, even if it's not my Mishmar, I can show up and expect to be given my fair share. Talmud Lomar says the Gemara, from one gate. When do we say this rule that all 24 are equal? When everyone is coming into the same share, namely when it is one of the Shalash Regalim. That's when we have such a benefit. Otherwise, uh, no, during the year, you're not allowed to do that. You can show up, but don't expect any handouts because this is not your day. But on the Shalash Regalim, Yutaka do get what you deserve. Uh, okay, how does that work out? We said in our Mishnah that when it comes to Shavuos, I'm sorry, that when it comes to the Lechem Apanim, that it's given out evenly. We know that there were 12 showbreads, they were given out evenly. Tanu Rabban and the rabbis taught us, from where do we know the din of our Mishnah? That when it comes to the Lechem Apanim, they are given out evenly to all 24 of the Mishmaros. Top of Aleph, the Gemara says, Talmud Lomar, Chelek Kechelek Yochelu. The Pasuk in Sefer Dvarim says, Chelek Kechelek Yochelu, that you can have each piece. What does this mean? Kechelek Avoda, Kach Chelek Achila. Just like you have an equal portion in regards to the Avoda, so too you have an equal portion in regards to the Achila. Umay Achila. What type of eating are we talking about? Are we talking about regular korbanos? Says the Gemara. This can't be talking about regular korbanos. korbanos mehasam nafka. We already know that the person can benefit from eating a korbanos because la kohen hamakrivo so lo For the person who does the the hakrava, he's allowed to benefit. So when the pasuk says and equates avoda to achila, that achila cannot be talking about korbanos because we already have a pasuk that indicates they have access to the korbanos. Ella says the Gemara four lines down. And Vavamad Aleph, Ella, it must be that we're talking about Lechem Aponim. And in fact, just like the Kohanim were able to divvy up the work by 24, so too they could divvy up the Lechem Aponim by 24. Yachol, maybe we would say that uh, the, the extra Kohanim, the people who are there, that Af Bechobos Habos Shalomach Masa Regel Beregel, maybe they can even partake of the um, obligatory. Uh, korbanos that uh, that are have to be given that day, but they're obligatory, having nothing to do with the regel, such as nedar munadavos. Maybe they should be able to partake of those. no levad mim karav al haavos. Only for that which was mim karav al haavos. What does that mean? Ma machru haavos What did our uh, ancestors uh, say about this. Machru normally means sell, but it means here, what deal did they make? The deal that they made was, I get my Shabbos and you get yours. So when it comes to the Davos, there we don't say that all 24 are equal. There, everyone stands in their own group. We're at the two dots, eight lines down. We said that in our Mishnah, that on Atzeres, that the Kohen will give out um, matzah and he'll give out the chametz to uh, the recipients, to the kohanim who are deserving of this. Now we're going to have um, about uh, 20 lines of conversation. It's a comparative analysis of two sugyas, and then we'll come back to our sugya. But the sugya that we're about to learn is gishmak. It's one we've seen referenced earlier. Let's dig in. Itmar, the Amoraim have a machlokis. Rav Amar, Rav says that when you're in the sukkah and you're about to sit down and eat, the halacha is sukkah ve'achar kach zman. First, you make the bracha of Asher Kiddushan of Mitzvosav, Vitzivanu, Leshe Basukah, and afterwards you say, Shech Yonavikim, Anavikim, Lazman Azet. 
And then says the Gemara, Rabbi Barachana, Amr, the opposite. First you say Zman, Ve'achar, Kachsukah. Now we know, of course, what we do. The Leishif is first, the Shechianu is second. That's normal. So it says the Gemara, that's the Machlokas between Rav and Rabbi Barachana. And now the Gemara goes on to explain why each of them hold what they hold. Rav Amar, Sukkah Be'achar Kachzman. Why does Rav say that we make the Leishev before we make the Shechianu? Because Chiyuva Diyoma Adif. He says that the Chiyuv of the day is greater. That's like the Goreim for the Shechianu. Without Sukkahs, you don't have you don't have a Shechianu. The, the day is greater, therefore the, the Leishev comes first. Rabbi Barachana Amar, Zman Ve'achar Kach Sukkah. Why does Rabbi Barachana say that it has to, has to be Zman first and only afterwards that it has to be uh, Sukkah? Because he holds Tadir V'She'eno Tadir Tadir Kodet. What's more common? To say Shechianu, which we say by every Chag, or to say a Leishev, which we only say by Sukkahs? So it's an interesting Shaila, actually, because you say Leishev many, many times over the course of, of Sukkahs. But that's not what the Gemara means. The Gemara means that, uh, fundamentally speaking, it's not a Chiyuv to say that bracha every day. It's just when, when you go in the Sukkah, you have to make that bracha. Fine. So that's Rabbi Barachana's argument that the that the Shechianu should come first because of Tadir Vishenu Tadir Tadir Kodim. Part one. Part two. Lema. Maybe we should say that Rabbah, the Rabbah Barbachana, this machlokas that we just saw about whether Leishev comes first or Shechianu comes first, maybe we should say last of the short lines on Vav Maralik, that really these two Amoraim have their roots in the Tanaim in a machlokas Beishamai Beishelel, as we learned in Maseches Brachos many months ago, over a year ago, the Tanu Rabban and the rabbis have taught us. This we learned that there are many differences in halacha between Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel in a meal. And here's one of them. That when it comes to a Shabbos Kiddush, what do we do? First, we talk about the Yom. We talk about the day first. And only afterwards do we say, So that's the Shita of Beishamai. Beishamai Omrim. Why do each of them hold the way that they do? So it says the Gemara three lines into the wide lines. Why do we celebrate? Why do we first make a bracha on the day, on the Kedushas Hayom, and only on the, on the wine afterwards? Says Beishamai. Two reasons. Here's reason number one. It's the day itself. It's Shabbos itself, which triggers the wine. So Shabbos is key. Therefore, we make the Kiddush HaYom first. Kiddush HaYom comes first. That's Shayom Gorim Layan Shiyavo. Ukvarkit, and the second reason is Ukvarkide Shayom Vadain Yain Loba. And also, automatically, Shabbos kicks in whether or not you have wine. Think about Shabbos on Yom Kippur. What, Shabbos doesn't happen just because there's no wine? Even the way we pask in Ladina is that Zohreu alayayin, to make Kiddush on wine, is only a din derabanan. Kiddush is deraisa, but Kiddush on wine is derabanan. So Beishamai is like, come on, like there's no reason why we should say that the Bore Priyagafen should come first. Shabbos happens whether or not there's wine. Ubeis Hillel Omrim, six lines into the wide lines, Nun Vav Amaralev. Beis Hillel says, no, that is how we make Kiddush. That first we say Borei Priyagafen, and then we, we pivot over to Kiddush HaSayom. Why? Says the Gemara, Shehayayin Gorim Lekiddush HaSheteamer. 
I agree that really Shabbos does happen whether or not there's wine, but there's a nuance here that Hillel is saying. He's, he's like a little more a little more narrow, a little more myopic. And he says, looking at Kiddush, wine is what brings about Kiddush, right? We don't make Kiddush on nothingness, except for Yom Kippur, when we say by Hulu with Kavana in order to be Yotze Kiddush, that, that's true. But every other Shabbos of the year, you're supposed to do so on a cup of wine. So that's what Beis Hillel holds. Another approach for Beis Hillel is that Birchas Hayayin Tadira, Ubirchas Hayom Eina Tadira. Borei Priya Gafen, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, whenever you drink wine, you make a Borei Priya Gafen. However, when it comes to the bracha of Kedush HaSayom, that only applies on Shabbos. And therefore, he says, Tadir Rishenu Tadir, Tadir Kodim. So this is the second set of, we're trying to figure out whether or not the Machlokas of Rav and Rava Barbarchana about whether or not Leishev comes first or Shechianu compares to the Machlokas in the Tanah between Beisham and Beis Hillel as to whether or not we say Kedusha Sayyam first followed by Bore Priyagafen or Bore Priyagafen followed by Kedusha Sayyam. Says the Gemara, one third, a little bit more than one third of the way down. Maybe we can say that Rav, Rav, who's of the opinion, what does Rav say? Rav says that first we make a lay shape and then we make Shechianu. So he, Rav is like Beishamai, Lima Rav de Amar Kebeishamai, the Rav Barbarchana who says that Shechianu is first, de Amar Kebeishilel, who says that the Borei Priyagofen is first. So the Gemara doubly rejects this comparison. Just about halfway down, 10 lines into the wide lines, Amar Lach Rav, Rav would say no. Ana, I, who am of the opinion, that you make the leshe before the shechianu, ana de amre afilu the beisilel. My shita works according to even beisilel because really what the Gemara is saying is that my case, says Rav, of sukkah and shechianu is not comparable to the machlokas of Kiddush. Why not? Because ad kan loka amre beisilel hasam. The only reason why beisilel said what he said that the bore priyagafen comes first is elashe yain gorm lekidusha sheteyamer is because the wine is triggering Kiddush. Aval, hacha, here by the sukkah, ilavs man, if you never made a shechianu, even if you forgot the shechianu, you were still yote with the bracha, you did a good job. So therefore, says Rav, these cases are not comparable. And as well, the second reason why we reject this comparison is because of Rabbah Barbarchana. The Rabbah Barbarchana, Omar Lachil, argue to you, Ana, I who say the Shechianu is before the Leishev, De'amre Afidu Shamai, my opinion, I could even align it with what seems to be the opposite Shita and the other Machlokas of Beishamai, because Ad Khan Lo Amre Beishamai Hasam, Ela Shehayom Gorim Layayin Shiyavo. The only reason why Beishamai holds the way that he holds that Kedush HaSayom comes before the Borei Priyagafen is because Shabbos is more powerful. It's the Yom that's Gorim Tiyayin. Aval Hacha, but here by Rabbi Barbarchana, Shita, where's the Shechianu comes first, Ilav Sukkah. Let's say you were never in the Sukkah. Let's say you never walked into the Sukkah one time. Aren't you still going to say Shechianu? Women are exempt from the mitzvah of, uh, of Sukkah, but they when they light candles, they make a Shechianu, right? So Zman is not inherently tied to Sukkah, and therefore this comparison is unacceptable. Says the Gemara, and now we get back to where we are. We're just about halfway down within the thick lines, halfway through the thick lines. Tanan, we just learned a Mishnah tonight on the bottom of Nun Hamad Beis. Tanan, we learned, Ba'atzeres, Omer Lo, Helach Matzah, Helach Chametz. We said when it comes to Atzeres, when it comes to handing out the Lechem, that here is your portion of matzah, and here is your portion of chametz. Which one's more common, matzah or chametz? Obviously, chametz is more common. So it says the Gemara, uh, uh, 
Matzah? So let's see what the Gemara says. What? No, you, can eat all year. you can eat chametz all year round. Oh, yeah, what were you saying? I didn't even understand. The isra chametz is once a year. The isra, I'm talking about achilas chametz, right? Oh, wow, okay, yeah. No, no, I'm talking about eating achilas. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't, I was trying to understand what you were saying. That's, I hear you now. I should have been more clear. So it says the Gemara, the hacha over here in our case, the chametz ikr, over here, chametz is the ikr, and uh, the matzah is the tafel. Yet we see that the matzah was given out first. What happened to Tadirus? This rejects the shita to you of Tadirav. That's a problem. So Amar Lachrav, you're right, because there's a big machlokes tanoim about this. Amar Lachrav, tanoihi. What's the machlokes tanoim? The machlokes tanoim is what the language is in our Mishnah. Titania, one shita says, heilach matzah, heilach chametz. Here's your matzah first. And then only secondly, here's your chametz. And Abishal Omer, he says the opposite. Heilach chametz and heilach matzah. You're right, but you have to look at the Tanayim to see how to actually give out the chametz and the matzah. Very good. Okay, says the Gemara as follows. What is the halacha in regards to sukkah? Right, where we are learning Masecha sukkah after all. Darash Rav Nachman Bar of Chizda. Lo kedivrei Rav, da Amar sukkah ve'achar kach zman. Ve'achar zman. Ela, zman ve'achar kach sukkah. He was of the opinion that first you say the Shechayanu, only followed then by Leshev. The Rav Sheshes, Bered Ravidi, Amar, no, Sukkah Biachar Kachzman, the Hilchasa, Sukkah Biachar Kachzman, three fourths of the way down. That is how we conclude this is Allah Chalamaisa, that we make first a bracha on the Leshev, and then we make a bracha on Shechion. Remember, all the Shaila is that if a woman were to have made a Shechion by lighting, she has to be careful not to say Amen, because it could interrupt her Kiddush. If she does, then does she have to make a new Kiddush? Does she just have to say the word, the Bore Priyagafin again? Good Shailas, all for another time. Let's uh, finish up to the Mishnah. We switch the order around between the first line and the second line. There is. When do we do that? That is Sukkot, the first days of Sukkot? Yeah. The second day of Sukkot. Why do we do that? Yeah, didn't even remember that. It's a good thing we have Siddurim. Or whatever. I just don't remember why. Why do we? Why would we do that though? Even in the lambdas of our Gemara, what what changed? All right, we're talking about tadir shenu tadir. That doesn't change. Yeah, that right. But we don't. It's very democratic. It's like bureaucratic. We're splitting. Okay, well we, tonight we'll hold like you, which is of course not the answer. Uh, I just don't know. What, I don't remember learning the answer. Okay, I'm sure at some point it was in my head. All right, so it says the Gemara as follows. We had this vague language in our Mishnah, Mishmar Shizman Kabu. We said that even though it's true, we divide things in general by 24, but not for everyone. If it's actually your Mishmar, so we said that Sha'ar Korbanos where that you get to bring. La Suye Mai, what Korbanos are you referring to? So it says the Gemara, La Suye Parhalam Dabr Shaltibor, Sire Avodas Kuchavim. These are Korbanos where people behaved thinking they were right when in fact they were wrong about a particular issue. And that's a uh, of course, that's specific. This year, we've learned about this a couple of times. And what's the last language of our Mishnah? There it says uh, that he brings everything. Again, that's Omer Dorsheni. Why would the Mishnah say such a vague language? What does that mean? To bring over the extras for the Mizbech. What does that mean? So it was considered a chutzpah for the Mizbech to be empty. So what we did is when the Mizbech was empty, they would take animals and they would bring korbanos. That was referred to as Kaitsa Mizbech. So it says La Suye Mai that when they got to bring these extra korbanos, the vague language of that they were able to be makar vesakol included the Kaitsa Mizbech. That brings us to the Mishnah, the final Mishnah, Baruch Hashem, 
of the Masechta. Um, most of the way down on Nunvav Maralef, let's get started with the new Mishnah. Yom Tov HaSamach L'Shabbos. If you have a Yontif, the first day of Yontif, actually, we don't know what day of Yontif it is, but uh, we'll speak in these terms. Let's say that Yontif is Samach L'Shabbos, Bein Mi Lefaneha, Bein Mi Namely, that Yontif starts either on a Friday or on a Sunday, because it's Samach L'Shabbos, either before or after. So then under those circumstances, that these 24 mishmaros would divide the lechem aponim equally. Okay, we'll have to see in the Gemara what that means. Because let's say, for example, that uh, Yontif starts on Friday, and that means the next day is Shabbos. It's regular Shabbos. Of course, they divide by 24. Of course, it's Yantif. That's what the previous Mishnah said. So we have to figure out what this means. But the Mishnah says here that they would divide equally. Let's say that Yantif started with a day of separation between it and Shabbos, namely that Yantif started either on a Thursday or on a Monday. So it's two days off. So then under those circumstances, says the Gemara, then Mishmar Then the Mishmar that actually belonged there would take 10 of the 12 loaves. The Hamisakev and all the other ones who are still stuck in the base of Mikdash, we'll discuss this shortly, they would take and divide up the two loaves. And throughout the year, because all of this had to do with days that were very close to Chagim. So what would the others say? The incoming, uh, the incoming mishmaros would take six of the loaves, and the outgoing mishmar would take six of the loaves, and all as well. Rabbi Yehuda disagrees, and we'll learn his shita. It's a little difficult to understand at the outset. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, He said it's a little staggered with uh, two points of differential, that the, uh, the entering mishmar would take seven of the loaves and divide them accordingly, and the outgoing would only take five. Now, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because when you when you come in, you get seven. When you go out, you get five. You got 12, right? And if you go in and get six and you go out and you get six, you also get 12. So we'll see why in the Gemara, why we made this distinction. But uh, it, it's, a, it's a distinction. It's a subtle one, but we have to understand it. Lastly, those who enter for their Mishmar, they split up the Lechem upon and their bread on the northern side of the Beis HaMikdash, the Hayotzin, and those who are exiting the Beis HaMikdash would do so on the south. The north was considered a more chashuv place. And because the north was considered a more chashuv place, when you're being nichnas to do the avoda, that's more chashuv than being yote after your avoda. So therefore, I always remember hearing this Shiloh all the time, when someone's standing outside the Beis Medrash and there's like that conflict of two people walking at the same time. But no, 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 you go. No, no, no. You really should let the person come into the Beis Medrash before you go out of the Beis Medrash because it's a chutzpah. Better the guy should come in than you should go out. So uh, it's not, I don't know if it's a halachic thing and it's, it's not drawn from here, but here where it's a similar idea and concept where the entering uh, Mishmar would be on the north side. That's where they would break bread. And then the exiting would be on the south. Uh, uh, Yilga, the Yilga was one of the names of the Mishmaros. A chashav, a woman, we'll see that her daughter wasn't so chashav. Her daughter uh, went off the derech and married out of the, of the faith, as we'll see in the Gemara and the Yamad Beis. Um, and uh, Bilga, Laolam, Cholekes Bidarom, she uh, and the uh, Bilga, that family, their Mishmar was always Cholekes Bidarom. They would only break bread even if they were entering. Even if they were entering where normally everyone else is on the north, they would always enter to the south. They were given a consequence. We'll see why. Bitaba Asa Kavua. And the ring, there were 24 rings that would 
uh, hold down the head of an animal. These were rings that kind of were, were kind of in the ground, but it had an open and a close where you could take the head of the animal. It was like, kind of like a circular thing. And it would take the head of the animal and it would be stuck here. Perfect. But theirs was stuck in the ground. Theirs was unusable. And they always had to borrow other people's. We'll see why that happened. The Chalona Stuma. And their, their window was closed. This is a reference to like a basically a little storage room that they had that they couldn't even open, the, like a locker of sorts. They couldn't even open their locker. They were given a, a consequence. And again, the Gemara will discuss two different approaches. But first we have to deal with the difficulty of the ratio of the Mishnah. What does it mean, Yom Tov HaSamach L'Shabes, that Ben Milefaneh HaBein Milacharah? Asks the Gemara, Nun Vavah Medal, four lines from the bottom. Mai Milefaneha, Umai Milacharah. What does it mean that this Yom Tov was either before Shabbos or after? Ilema, if you want to say that Lefaneha, that when Yom Tov was before, it's Yom Tov Rishon, that means that Yom Tov Rishon was Friday, and day two was Shabbos, and Le'achareha means that Yom Tov fell out after Shabbos on a Sunday. That doesn't, that doesn't work because Hainu Shabbos Shabbos In both of those cases, if the bookends were Yontif, then the inside days of Shabbos were, were regular Shabbos. Of course, it's going to be divided by 24. And I don't need a Mishnah to teach me that. That can't be what Be'mi Le'fanehah Be'mi Le'achareha means. It can't be that Yontif started on Friday and the second day was Shabbos because that's Pashat what that case is. Divided by 24 for all the Mishmaros. Therefore, says the Gemara, two lines from the bottom, Ella, what must it be? Lefaneha Yom Tov Acharon. We're talking about before the second set of days. Lefaneha, that the Yom Tov um, begins, Yom Tov Acharon, is right before Shabbos. And we're talking now about the Shabbos that's after Yom Tov. Now it's not actually Yontif anymore, but it's the Shabbos that follows. It's the three-day killer Yontif, or two days in Eretz Yisrael, where the last day is after Yontif, which is really not Yontif, but it's Shabbos, but it's not Yontif. So in that case, do we divide by 24? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The last day of Yontif is a Friday. And then it goes into Shabbos, but Shabbos is not Yontif. Do we still divide by 24? That's what our mission is talking about. Or la'achareha yom tov rishon, or that, uh, that what we're talking about is where Yontif falls out on a Sunday. So Shabbos, which is regular Shabbos, not Yontif, bleeds into Yontif Doraisa. So if Shabbos is the day before Yontif, or if Shabbos is the day after Yontif, where the Kohanim couldn't leave. So how do we treat their chilek? in regards to the 24 Mishmaros. Do we say that the Shabbos that is pre or post Chag, is it treated as the same as a Shabbos that would have been within the Chag? So that's the question of the Gemara. And the answer uh, of, our, of our Mishnah is that they basically get Chiluk like anything else. It's Shabbat. Everyone divides by 24. My time. Why is this the case? Well, it says the Gemara came in the Hani Me'achre. Since the, when the Shabbos falls out the day before Yantiv, what were they supposed to do? They had to come that day. Bahani Me'achre, these, they had to stay late. Because Yontif bled right into Shabbos. So that the eighth day was Shabbos. They couldn't leave. Therefore, they made it. They should all eat together and divide all the food accordingly. It's just an interesting lumdus. Like we had to figure out because that Shabbos is really not Yontif. How do we treat it? It's a really important question the Gemara is trying to answer, the Mishnah is trying to deal with. And the answer is that even though it's not halachically Yontif, it's the, day, the Shabbos prior or the Shabbos post. But because you were forced to stay there, the Chachamim made it that all the food is still divisible by 24. As we turn for the final time, Baruch Hashem, from Masech HaSukkah to Dafnun Vavam Beis. Says the Gemara, the Hani Tarte, Mai Avid Taihu. What is this talking about? 
Says the, take a look at Rashi. Bahani Tarte, these two, Mayavi the Tayo Adrabi Huda Koi, to Amar Hanichnas Notel Sheva. Why is it that the ones who walk in should have a different uh, portion? I gave a Balabatish off the cup Svaro. While you're coming in, it's holier when you're going out, it's less. But that's not the case. So says the Gemara, what, what was the deal here? Amar of Yitzchak, the reason why the incoming Mishmar got seven of the, of the 12 loaves and the outgoing only got five is because Bishar HaGofas Tulasos, the doors were very big and heavy. And after the Mishmar Hayote would leave, the Mishmar that was on the inside would work hard and they'd push all the doors closed. And they got a little scar for that. They got a little bump in the, in the paycheck. Why? Because they worked harder. So instead of only giving them six and six, they got seven on the way in and five on the way out. Again, who cares about the math? At the end of the day, it's equal. It's still 12. So that's what the Gemara is bothered by now. The math, the math, however, you cut it, they're getting 12. Seven and five out. It's like, it's like children, you know, like you, I'm going to give you this now and later, but I want to know. You can have it later. It's the same. It's the same Hershey kiss. It doesn't matter. But, so then wh- why did he split it all up? Just say, say everything should be equal. So Amar Abayi, Botsina Tava Mikra. This is a colloquialism of the day. I want to take what's in front of me and because I don't know what's going to be later. I'm going to take the smaller one now instead of the bigger one later. And it's funny that this is used here because it's kind of used where I'm taking more now and less later. But what's happening is that we're basically saying, give them the seven. They're going to feel good about themselves. And on the way out, they'll only have five, but it's fine. Let it be. So that's the Gemara's answer and explains the sheet of Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda, is a, this is now Rabbi Huda the Amora. We're switching gears. We have to know the difference. Rabbi Huda the Amora says as follows. I'm Rabbi Huda, uv musafin cholkin. When it comes to the musafin and the hides of those musafin, cholkin, they are split. Says the Gemara, they're split evenly. And the Gemara has a big problem with this. We're four lines down on Nun Vav, Amud Beis. Mesve, the Gemara has a question with the Shita of Rabbi Huda the Amora, who says that we split the hides. Um, Mishmara, Hayotzes, the Mishmar that's leaving, Ose Tamid Shel Shachar, Umusafet. The one that's going to leave, they normally are, are going to do the Tamid Shel Shachar, and they're going to do the Musaf. Mishmara Hanichneses, Ose Tamid Shel Benhar Baim Uvazichen. Right, they're coming in after that point. So the newly entering Mishmar, they'll do the Tamit Shalbein Harbaim and the Vazichin and the spoonfuls of frankincense. What's what is omitted here? What's omitted is what happens with the skins of the Musafin. So it, it seems that the Gemara is bothered by the silence. I don't know. I don't know why the Gemara is bothered by the silence. Says the Gemara, Haitana Lokamairi. You're worried that something's missing from the brysa. The brysa wasn't talking about the hides. So who cares that it was omitted? That's not a good argument. Like if you see something that doesn't say exactly you're in a kuda, but the source has to be the right source that you're looking at. So the Gemara says you can't use that as an argument. Amar Rava, you're right that that previous source doesn't speak about splitting things, but the following one does. And it still doesn't speak about our case of Rav Yehuda, that you split the hides. What was the case? One third of the way down, Says the Gemara, Tatana de Shmuel, Mishmara Hayotes Ose Tamichel Shachar Musaf, and very similar to the Bryce we saw earlier, that when it comes to the Mishmar that's supposed to be Yotze, before the new crew comes, they do the Tamichel Shachar and they bring the Korban Musaf. Mishmara Hanichneses Ose Tamichel Benhar Bai Muvazichin. And when it comes to the Mishmar that is coming in in the middle of the day, they do the Tamid Shal Benar Baim Uvazich, and identical at this point to the previous Brisa, no Raya yet. 
Says the Gemara, Arba Kohanim Hayu Nichnasin, four Kohanim would come in, Nichnasin Sham, Shnaim Mimishmarzu, Ushnaim Mimishmarzu, the Cholkan Lechem Aponim. Ah, so here we see that this Brisa is talking about splitting things. And now that this Brisa is talking about splitting splitting things, and now the Ilubi Musafin Cholkin Loktani, but when it comes to the Musafin Loktani, that uh, it doesn't speak about the splitting of the hives, the hides. It must therefore be to you have said the Rabbi Yehuda that his sheet is wrong. That by the Musafin there is no splitting of the hides. To Yufta, in fact, that's correct. Rabbi Yehuda's line was wrong. Rabbi Yehuda said they split. That's not correct. How do we know that they don't split the hides? Because when the Brisa that we just learned a couple of lines ago, one third of the way down on Nunvav Amidbeis, when the Brisa did speak about splitting the lechem upon him, it did not speak about this either, and it left it out. So if we're speaking about splitting things, and then you leave out something that should have been split, so says the Gemara, the omission is very loud. It's a noticeable omission, and therefore we can make a diuk, a diuk from silence. We can make a diuk that because this brisa did not include the splitting of the hides, it must be the Rabbi Huda is wrong. What's the half a meaner for Rabbi Huda that it should be split evenly anyway? That's a great question. It's only the first one. They're they're doing the entire avoda of that. Why would the second one get in? Why would they have any half a meaner to get in the first place? Well, the first you're saying that the Yotzos, the Mishmar Hayotze the did the they they did the no they did the Yotzos did the morning, and the Nichnas oh, did the it was the reverse. But your question yeah, still applies. Yeah, your right, question right. still applies, right? So the Yotzos were in the morning, and the and so no, but but they split the lechem upon him. So that, that that's what the Bryce is bothered by. But they're all involved. Or technically, none of them are involved. No, the Bazichin is for that. The Bazichin is for that, and that was the Tamish Shel Ben Harabayim. But they split them. The, the frankincense is for the lechem upon. So that's what that's what uh, was yeah that that's what's bothering the Gemara here. It's still review the Shita is obviously complex complicated because it's rejected. But uh, we'd have to really dig more in the Rishonim to figure out what exactly his lumbus is, why he felt that this should be the case. But either way, uh, as we see, the Gemara rejects it. Now we said uh, we're halfway down on Nunvavamud base. We're going to get to the last few lines, uh, and in a few minutes, Rabbi Shechter will read the last three lines here. Um, it is his uh, his father's yortzai, um, and uh, he'll be speaking about that. Uh, do the siyum, and then he brought some a trifle and some bread. We'll wash, um, and there's some other other sweets, and then there's a, a lot of animal in the back as well. So it's great. We go from talking about korbanos. It's the emurim. It's all the fats. It's all the fats. Michael, stay with us. Stay with us. Shas will finish on the same day. <laughs> the rabbis taught us in a brisa. Those who go into the base of Mikdash, we said that when it comes to the lechem aponim, they should split the breads, not because it's more kavadik like we initially thought, but they should split the breads on the top side because that way people will know that you're the new Mishmar. The Mishmar that's leaving, end of, uh, end of that little section. This last piece of Gemara uh, is the story of, that we saw in our Mishnah of the penalized Mishmar. And the penalized Mishmar, we saw that there were a few things that had a problem with them. Number one is that they were always penalized that even when they were entering the building, they always had to split their breads on the south side, which was abnormal. Normally the Nichnasim would split on the north. Their punishment was that it was on the south. Normally they'd have a ring that would open and close to take the heads of animals and lock them down. Theirs was fused to the ground. And normally they had a little storage, like a little locker, and their locker was, was not openable. Right. So it says the Gemara is now going to deal with that. 
So the Gemara says two thirds of the way down, Nun Vav Amud Beis, the last Amud in Masechah Sukkah, Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis taught us. Maisa, there's a story. Miriam Bas Bilga. Miriam was the daughter of Bilga, for whom one of the Mishmaros was named. Bilga was a, was a righteous person. But his daughter, Shehemira Dasa, she uh, rejected the tradition. A story all too familiar today with remarkably high intermarriage rates. And here, this person, this woman, Miriam, she married uh, some type of officer of the Greek army. And in the story of Hanukkah, when the Greeks entered the Heichal to, to pillage the Beis HaMikdash, could you imagine kicking the Mizbeach? I, like, it's just like this, some of the imageries are like so hard to envision how far off the path you have to be to kick the Aaron Kodesh, Lahavdil, to kick the Mizbeach, to kick any holy artifact. It's an unbelievable thing. Unbelievable. The Amra, and she called out, Klape Shmaya, locus locus, which is in Greek, it's the word for wolf. I don't know if that's true in modern, uh, I don't speak the language. Locus locus, the wolf, the wolf. How long are you going to consume the money of Israel? Speaking to the Mizbech, how long are you going to make people put korbanos on top of you? This ridiculous, arcane, no one should be doing this total waste of money. Look, I'm here kicking you. You're not doing anything for the Jews now. Where are you? Stop taking their money for korbanos. Come be helpful to the Jews. Obviously, you're not. I'm not interested. When the Chachamim heard that Miriam, the daughter of Bilga, did this, they gave a consequence. Then they fused their ring to hold their animals for their shift, for their mishmar, to the ground. And as well, they closed off their locker. Some say that, no, the reason why they got the slap on the wrist was not because of Miriam. They all showed up late to work. Could you imagine like, oh, sorry, door's locked. Your key card doesn't work anymore. If you're coming late to work, we're not interested in you. So this was a punishment. Everybody showed up a half hour late and it just wasn't okay. The Nichnas and then the next Mishmar of Yeshobav, they came in, Echav, Imo, you're late. Sorry, the first early bird gets the worm. So then, that's what happened. We were uh, I, we were on a boat once. My uh, my father for your 70th birthday. We were fishing, and my brother Avi was there. And my father went inside. The fishing lines in the water. All of a sudden, the fishing line tanks into the water, like keeled over into a semicircle. My father was inside. My brother grabs the rod. Early bird gets the worm, and he pulled out this huge lobster, like a multicolored lobster, gorgeous animal. But I, he got there first. My father was inside for like one one minute, then then he missed it. So I'm not comparing you to to Bilga, but you know, welcome. Come on in. Yes, I do love you, Dad. What? Oh, your momish. That's momish. The Gemara. That's exactly what the Gemara is going to ask, Dad. It's exactly right. So it says the Gemara as follows. Um, here we go. Even though in general, 
when it comes to Shechene Rishon, the neighbors of evil, that normally we say, Oy the Rasha, Oy the Shechene. And here, here, Bilga, they did something wrong. They showed up and Yeshova benefited. So in this case, it was an exception. Shechene Bilga, Nistakri, they benefited. She Bilga, Laolam, Cholekes, Sadarom. Bilga always had to go to the south. Yeshova, Bechav, Betzafon. And they got to go in the north. So they benefited from that. So now the Gemara is going to analyze the two approaches with the same question that Danny just asked. Five lines from the bottom, five lines before the end of the Masech, the I understand. You want to tell me that all of these people, the whole Mishmar showed up late? Fine. Then I understand why everybody gets a slap on the wrist. 20, 30 Kohanim, they all show up 20 minutes late. You don't deserve it. You're late. You missed out on the golden opportunity for Avoda. The Israelim in the room, we never, we never, we'll never have the chance. But you showed up late to your Mishmar. It's unacceptable. That I understand why the whole Nishmar gets punished. Ella says the Gemara, Leman de Amar, Miriam Basbilga Shehimira Dasa, Mishum Birase, Kansinan Leilidide. Because one girl goes off the Derek Nebuch, we're familiar with this. When one person goes up, the whole family. So then the whole Mishmar gets penalized. It's an unbelievable idea. Says the Gemara, the biggest Musar ever. Says the Gemara, four lines from that. Amara by in. Yes, that's absolutely right. As people say, When the child is doing something in the marketplace, he got it from his father or he got it from his mother. And this is a rebuke. It's a rebuke saying that Miriam, in her struggles of Himira Dasa, that she left the derech, that was a big problem. And uh, it ended up being that there was a degree of responsibility on Bilga, and therefore the entire Mishmar was given the consequence. Uh, starting at Umishum, Rabbi Shachar. Rabbi, one of the last. Do, do, do they want to wash first and then we do the seam, or we should do the seam? Normally we do the seam first, but oh, you're okay. in charge. I don't. Uh... Yeah, you're in charge. Believe me. <laughs> Not really. Okay. I don't even have a Gemara. <clears throat> <laughs> I, I want to thank Rabbi Phil for letting me say the last three lines. It's very nice. You, you learn the whole Masachta and then you let someone come in and get all the credit. The big, big, uh, big topic. It, but it is my father's yard site, Rabbi Aaron Berbelezer Zev. And I, I thank uh, Rabbi Phil and the whole Dafyemi share for giving me the opportunity to make this see him over here. My father loved learning and he would be so proud. He is so proud of this Dafyemi share. Uh, Baruch Hashem, we've always uh, had Dafyami here for many years, but the success that Rabbi Phil has brought to the Dafyami has just been incredible. It's such a schuss, uh, and it takes place in my father's room. This room is called the uh, Beis Aaron, and and uh, I'm sure my father can't be happier, cannot be happier. Um, he loved to learn, and uh, everybody knows that uh, when he used to come here, he would come most of the time for Yantiv, and, uh, you know, we, we, we had Rabbi Friedman. I'm, most people remember Rabbi Friedman. He literally forgot that he lived in my house for the two weeks that he was here. He just moved into Rabbi Friedman's life. He would follow him around and he would, he would be the first guy by every shear, the loudest guy by every shear. He couldn't, like as somebody who was a Tamil Chacham, he just couldn't let go of the person. He just loved, he, he, I said, that, Ta, your name is Shechter, not Friedman. He, <laughs> it, it didn't help. So it's a big excuse for me. Thank you very much. Okay. So uh, the Gemara says, uh, we have the last, uh, the, the last line, ask the Gemara, Mishum Abua Bi'ime Kansina Lakula Mishmara. So the Gemara just says that, that uh, 
Right, that's where we're up to. Yep. So the Gemara just said that 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 a child learns it from his from from his home. So the Gemara says, okay. So there was one home in in this in this mishmar in this uh, division that that uh, that home wasn't a good home. So the whole tribe has to the whole division has to suffer from this. Amr Abaya says Abaya, very famous saying, Oil Russia, Oil Woe is to a Russia and woe is to his neighbor. But good is to a tzaddik and good is to his neighbor. Talk about a tzaddik that, that he is good. Everybody benefits from, uh, from, from the fruits, from the deeds of a tzaddik. Everybody benefits. And uh, that's very appropriate also for my father. He was such a friendly person. He was literally the most friendly person. You knew him in one, in one minute. He was joking with you. He, he already decided for you that you're his best friend. And that's how he lived his life. So he was a, he was a tzaddik and he was a good neighbor. He was a good neighbor. He just liked all people and he, he just enjoyed people. Hadun Allah ha-chalil aslik Allah masakta sukkah. Mazel tov. I'm going to be a 
Mazel tov, Zave, Waps, Mazel tov. Have a beautiful night. Can't be the only time I don't say. Have a beautiful